0: Puddles in the morning, puddles in the evening, puddles in the afternoon, I'm a puddle boy and she's a puddle girl, the Puddles podcast is starting real soon. Yo, what's going on? Welcome to uh, Puddles with Andrew Collin, a.k.a. Dry Dick, a.k.a. Poop Hands, a.k.a. ATC, aka Tickle Cock, aka Garbage Face, aka Mice, aka 12 Falls, aka Old Gray Balls, aka Dry Dick, aka Wet Balls, aka Back of the Knees, aka Elbow Skin, aka Knuckles, aka Weird Alien Thumbs, aka AKA. Um, Got a great show. Mateo Lane is on the show. Um, I got a haircut. Two great things. Although I got a pimple here. Anyways, um, yeah, Mateo Lane is on. So funny. Uh, He's fantastic. Um, Today is Friday. We found out the results of the election pretty much today. This is coming out on Tuesday. By then, I would assume uh, we'll know the winner or, you know, Trump. Maybe he, you know, lit the White House on fire. Who knows what will happen. But as of right now, uh, today is when I found out we won Pennsylvania and we won uh, Georgia. It was unreal. I mean, everyone, they kept saying, oh, no, we're going to win. And none of us thought we were going to win. At least I didn't. I was like, yeah, it's not going to work out. Nothing has worked out. This year hasn't worked out. Why in the hell would this election work out? Um, But yeah, he came back and came roaring back with these mail-in ballots, which are fraud. Uh, I love how Trump's just like, uh, they're not real. Stop the count. Start the count in this state. Stop it here. Uh, Win the Senate. Uh, lose the rep- uh, lose the representatives um, get this many votes here. these votes are real these votes are fraud. my votes are real uh who am I real or is my nose real uh is is anything real what is life i'm I think I'm high am I high? I think I had some weed oh no I'm stoned oh no, I just shit myself that's a pretty good trump impression uh but anyhow, I'm fucking very excited he's out. And I know um, I'm not a political guy. I don't even like to talk about politics. I know you can hear it everywhere, probably more intelligently than you'll hear on Puddles. But I just, I never liked the guy. I just feel like he's a narcissist piece of shit who only cared about himself. And, and some people saw it and and some people didn't. But um. I'm very happy to see so many people come out for Biden and, um, yeah. And I think for the first time in 2020, we got some positive feedback and, uh, I'm really happy about that. Uh, so let's, yeah, so let's do some stories. Uh, I've been watching pen 15 and, um, you really start to understand the angst of a teenage girl. And uh, I don't know. I got like these two sex stories, I guess, of teenagers. I don't know. That sounds bad, but whatever. Let's not look at it. Whatever. So one time when I was 16, my boyfriend and I were having sex and there was a bunch of candles lit and the room was darkened and my mom knocks on the door. I have never, when I was in high school, experienced anything like this, by the way. Because I was a virgin until I was the end of my freshman year in college. So already this story, it's hard for me to relate. It actually makes me sad. Okay. I wasn't being loud or anything. So I don't think she knew what was going on until she opened the door. But that's not the worst part. So we're naked under the covers. And my mother was acting like we weren't just in the middle of sex then proceeds to sit down on my fucking bedside and talk to me about some bullshit. But I remember her putting her hand on my naked shoulder while she was talking to my, talking to me. Meanwhile, my boyfriend's hard dick was touching my leg. And here's my mom just in a dim ass room, fully aware I was having sex and just wanted to have a casual conversation. Awful, awkward, disgusting. Um, I'm trying to think if I can relate to anything like that. Uh, one time I I was.
1: <laughs>
0: this is pretty sad, but I might've told this on this before about how I was looking to see if I had pubic hair. Cause I, uh, I went through puberty late and um, so I don't know everyone like, was going through puberty before me. And uh, I really wanted to know if I could have pubic hair. So I went out into the yard (laughs) because that's where the most sunlight was. It made sense. Maybe I thought I'd put my pubes in the sunlight so it would grow like a nice harvest or something. I don't even know why. It's so funny. You want pubes so bad. And then you can't stand them as an adult. We don't want anything to do with pubes. But when you're a kid, all you want and you get like six or seven and you're like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. that fucking hair by my dick. Anyways. Um, yeah. So I'm checking to see if I have pubes and my dick's like out in the sun. And I look out and my mom is just staring at me through the, through the fucking sliding glass. Just like, What the fuck is wrong with my son? And then I came inside and she goes, oh, four pubes? Five? Six? No, she didn't. (laughs) He's so funny. And she's like, good job on the pubes, honey. Now, do you want um, a star crunch? Yeah. So I had, uh, I I don't think I had any pubes at the time. Boy, did I want pubes. Um, So, yeah. So, no, I can't even imagine... Her walking in. If I was a girl, I don't know. I was just so disconnected from having sex in high school that I couldn't even imagine that scenario. But yeah, I don't know. Okay, here's another story. Uh, I'm gonna pretend it was someone else, but it's the same girl. I'm a little lazy here, but I like both. Both these stories really reminded me of Pen Fifteen. So, all right. Then one time I was having a party at my house with like eight different people, all couples. And I was so drunk and so horny that I started riding my boyfriend in front of all my friends. And then each couple chose a spot on my bedroom floor or a couch to fuck one another. It was so fucking weird. Like just a bunch of hormonal teenagers all fucking in the same room, but like it wasn't even planned. I mean, it'd be maybe weirder if you planned it. You're like, okay, Sally and Matt, You're going to fuck by the TV, Jeff and Lisa, (laughs) by the Sega, Sega, the PlayStation. I age myself. Okay. Then again, of course, my mom comes. Why is your mom? I feel like your mom is a hornball. She probably has a camera or something or a video set up. Jeez. How does she know? Does she smell it? I don't know. I mean, it is eight different people. a lot of sex uh then again of course my mom comes downstairs because she probably noticed it got hella quiet and she starts knocking at the door going what's going on in there i jump out of bed like insane bald and try to turn on a lamp but of course it's magically broken when i need it everyone is still in their spots with their partners all covered in blankets how many blankets did you own who owns eight blankets And I cracked the door open just enough to see her face. And I told her we're all just hanging out or whatever. So she leaves. Then we're all like, okay, fuck this. We got to go somewhere more quiet. I like that you're... The answer to that is we got to go somewhere else. Not that we all got caught up being really horny. And maybe we shouldn't... Maybe this was a bad idea. Maybe we should... Uh, not all be fucking in the same room. Okay, so then middle of winter, we go out into my garage, the whole group of us just to fuck. But it was so cold that none of the guys could get their dicks. <laughs> their dicks hard. So no one ended up even fucking and we went back to partying like nothing insanely fucking weird just happened. I wonder if one of the guys could have got their dick hard if he could have had sex with four girls. I mean, how cold was it? I mean, I feel like he could get hard. I mean, it had to have been freezing in there. Oh, my God. I mean, I just love the idea of, like, not stopping, like, being like, no, no, let's keep it going. Like, go! oh, my God. Did you bring the blankets? Also? I don't know. There's just so much to unpack there. Uh, Wow. Yeah. So anyways, I didn't experience any of that. I'm trying to think if I had sex or like I hooked up by a tree. I felt a girl's tits under a tree once. Um, What else? That's about it. Yeah, every time people would end up, like, going to a party and hooking up, I would just be, like, the funny, like, guy. And if I got drunk, I'd be, like, overly loud, like a fucking asshole. Uh, But that was very rare. Yeah. It's just sad. It's just sad. Anyhow, on that note, uh, Matteo Lane is on the pod. He's incredible. Also, if you want to hear more stories and you want to hear more, of Puddles. I do have a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com, uh, Puddles with Andrew Collin, you could hear an episode each week, a new one. And uh, check it out. Okay. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Um, dope bloody Fire. You're awesome. Enjoy the interview. Uh, go Biden. <laughs> Welcome to Puddles with Andrew Collin. It's Andrew Collin. Uh, I'm here with. <laughs> With Mateo Lane, we cut a lot of it's fat. It's kind of there.
2: ironic that you were like, "Let's talk about you being a perfectionist, Mateo," and you weren't <laughs> recording. So it's clear, <laughs> it's clear that, <laughs> dude, my my listeners know.
0: I went. I, I had Kyle Dunnigan on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I did. He did forty minutes of character work.
2: Oh my god, you didn't. Record, and I didn't hit yeah. record. And you then shitting,
0: Taylor man. Tomlinson was on and told me the saddest story about like death and is this
2: recording yes we're recording recording. we're good i mean i'm not gonna hopefully i'm not gonna talk to you about death Uh, yeah i mean we might get to it real quick you should get where did you get this mirror from uh (laughs) someone it was a hand-me-down from a girl so you just moved in here right yeah you're you have a really good base but you could do like you know what kind of artwork are you putting on the walls I know. I do. I, what I want is a little bit out of my
0: price range, but I would, I would be open to like vintage or like going to if you know some spots that uh, I could get some
2: cheap shit and frame it. Sure. I'm down. I mean, I you just have such a cute apartment. It's like very. um It yeah. It's like a really good. This is a great base. It's a good bachelor pad. I it is like. a good bachelor pad. I mean, you live in like my. I was just saying like couch and a bed in my last apartment and like a huge dresser like this and that size closet. So, <laughs> and there's closet space there.
0: And I mean, it's, no, it's, it's everything so I need. It's, it's all I literally need. If you're a single man, uh, cisgender white man who everyone hates until even now,
2: <laughs> even when Biden wins, I still well, can't get to break. We saw who voted for Trump. <laughs> no, those aren't real numbers. They came out the percentage wise. It was no, mainly me- white men and white women. Well, white women was more. Well, white women went up. I know. After they were like, "This year we're gonna," it you didn't. You just didn't. I know, but you know, it's uh, it, I I don't know. How do you feel after the last like two and a half days? Have you slept? Um, not very well. I've been I've been glued to the TV, and I was at a friend's house on Tuesday night and we were watching it. My accent is so thick right now. You ever catch yourself saying words? Also, I didn't realize I said Nevada weird. I was talking to Evan Williams. I was like, Oh my God, we're going to win Nevada. He's like, what did you say? I was like, Nevada. He's like, it's Nevada. Do you think it's because you talk like, um, what's her name? Who's, who's the impression that you do all the
0: time? It's, it's, uh, Barbara Corkin. Well, Barbara Quirkin, Liza Minnelli, L- yeah, and I feel like you might get stuck inside that you No, know, this is
2: like a full Chicago, Chicago, accent. Chicago's mm-hmm. here, right? Chicago pop. My mom's from yeah. Skokie. Oh my God, Skokie, of course. Yeah, yeah, it's the most Jewish place in the world. <laughs> I went to Skokie. I mean, I've been to Skokie a billion times, and I remember going to Skokie once. My cousin Megan's boyfriend at the time in high school was obsessed with Lord of the Rings, and so like we went to that in the dead of winter, drove like. You know, it's like probably 40 minutes from where I lived. And so we, would de- we went there to that um, outdoor mall, watched Lord of the Rings longest. It's like three hours long. Mm-hmm. And then had to drive back home in a fucking blizzard. I was like, you know, go f- fuck this movie. <laughs> fuck this movie. Fuck Lord of the Rings. Everyone in that movie whispers, by the way, whispers the whole movie. And what are we going to do for the <laughs> ring? I don't know. Why are you whispering? Because and- they can't wake up that weird... Creature. And then my friend Nick (laughs) called me. He just rewatched Lord of the Rings and he was like, hold on a second. You mean to tell me, look, I can get into fantasy. However, those were not elephants. They were skyscrapers. And also, why would they bring the ghost army in after so many people die? The ghost army came in, wiped the floor of everyone It's like, maybe you want to save some lives, go chat with the ghosts beforehand. And then sword girl, sword girl, horse girl, (laughs) sword girl is going to kill the dragon. I don't think. And then after three (laughs) movies, three movies, you're going to tell me one of the hobbits' names was Mary. I don't think. (laughs) Honestly, I'd prefer the whispering. I would prefer... (laughs)
0: i mean
1: it's that's really
0: good i love when i do impressions and i'm so bad at them and then i'm sitting with other comics that are very good (laughs) and then you do it right away and i feel so insecure i feel
2: like the the impressions uh the easy impressions too are like gollum lilo and stitch like lilo or stitch from lilo and stitch i love about it kind of do stitch and Gollum, a condo stuff. I mean, it's pretty close. It's not bad, actually. But I've Gollum's never done the it same either. thing as Stitch. It's just more small balls. it is, It's like in the back of your throat. <laughs> like, think, like, oh, Kermit the Frog, Kermit like, the Frog. Yeah, it kind of goes here. It kind of goes here. Yeah, so that will be where you place close, your soft palate when you do Stitch. That will be doing me. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't have a very. So like, we'll work on it. We'll workshop it. It's that. confidence, right? I no. don't know
1: it's knowing your <laughs>
2: <laughs> no it's talent. It is yeah, talent. It's talent.
0: Well, <laughs> what do you think? How much do you think you can work on something if you've never done it before and, and get good, good at, at it? it? Do you think that 10,000 hours works, or do you think some people should quit around hours? I'll four? put it
2: this way so I sing opera and paint, I feel. That I feel like it's not modest to say I'm good at, I'm a good singer and I'm a good painter. But I think I was just naturally gifted. My mother's a really, really good artist, and I think it's genetic. Like it just is passed down to you. So I went to art school with kids where I watched myself art do- school, uh, art school, art school, precious. But it's like, I I just, you know, yeah. singing, for example, is a, is a better thing. You can try and try and try and try and try and try forever to sing. You can take all the lessons you want. You can practice as much as you want. You're just not going to sound like Whitney Houston. Yeah, well, I mean, happen. that's above. Now, Whitney, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like Whitney Houston is like, not only was she born to sing, but she was trained on top of the natural talent. So everything was easier for her. So like, I feel like, Certain things like video games, like but but I just feel like there's something like you know it's like stand up. It's like you do stand up. It just comes naturally to you. Yeah. So it, you're putting in the hours, but it's also something that it's like you're lifted by like this extra gust of wind under under your wings, you know? Because you, it's a natural ability. It Whereas is, like if yeah. I did sports, like it, no matter how hard I, no matter how many, how hard I tried, not going to be good at it. I will not be good at anything at, athletic because I can't. I'm not naturally talented in that area. But you look so athletic, that's too. The, like you that's look the like trick a of the gays.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> are gays not good at sports, but they look all look like hot gymnasts? Like, no, there's so many. Gays are, you know, that's a stereotype. Yeah. Gays yeah. are great. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but for me, I am, a, I am the stereotype of the gays. I could not tell you the difference between a football and basketball, but, you know, I'd like to think that I can't fit through a door because I have so many muscles. Like, that's the dream. <laughs> you know what I mean? you know how tempted i am to do steroids i mean why not what else are you gonna do
0: i mean it's i think the only negative effect is you can't have kids you don't really care about that right
1: Right.
2: and then your balls might shrink but your dick will get thicker i heard so i heard the opposite (laughs) the you know what the grossest here's the the real reason i won't do is because it changes your vocal cords. Um, and i was like okay i mean i can't let my vanity ruin years of training and singing but um my friend Evan told me, Evan Williams was like, it, uh, it makes your organs bigger, man. I said, what? <laughs> it enlarges your organs. I was like, that is the most disgusting thing. <laughs> and I guess I'm so insecure. Oh, that's and why such you have nerd. heart attacks? Because I think, your well, heart... If gets... it's, just, it's bad for you. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not good for you. It I used changes... to put it in my buddy's ass.
0: Uh, in college, I'm jealous. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he was hot. And then I'd put the steroids in. No, but really, no. I would put. He's he play, playing sports. Yeah, baseball at Tulane. I probably did maybe they, shouldn't say did that. Do they test but, him? Uh, they did, but they got around it somehow. I don't know how. Um, I'm also not good. I took needles. the steroids on accident too, because he put them in a vitamin jar, and I was feeling very sick because I just partied for the whole year, and so I started. I'm sure, you vitamin. felt great. No, it made me feel so much work. I just oh. kept taking them. And I, you know, I was fucking got all the roid rage. Did you get, did you get
2: huge? No, I wasn't lifting. I oh, was just yeah. taking you do steroids. To work at it. Yeah, some of the, I didn't realize <laughs> how many, like, a lot, of, a lot of gay men are on A lot of men are on steroids. But yeah. in the community, the gay community, like, a lot of gay men use them. And I just didn't know. Like, for years, I'm like, God, I'm eating as much chicken as possible. How are these guys so ripped? And then finally, my friend like revealed to me. I'm so naive. Like a year ago, he was like, "They're doing steroids." I was like, "Really? All of them? what? What do you think?" In your like, when you look at yourself, do you have body images? Because looking at my
1: body, right now, uh,
0: what's that called? Not body Yeah. When you look at yourself, what do you
2: see wrong? And what do you think steroids would change that would make you happier as a person? Well, I'm too. I'm too parts of this right so it's like the one part of me is like i like how i look i work very hard going to the gym i eat right um I also i would look ridiculous if i was on tv steroided up like i would look i wouldn't be taken serious i'm already not taken seriously enough so it's like it would be ridiculous you know i also do photograph much larger i think than i'm actually i'm actually quite yeah tiny in person yeah. uh which i get told a lot People are like, wow, you're a lot smaller in person. I'm like, Thanks. I don't
0: know. I think the mustache. I think if you got bigger, would maybe have to
2: go. I don't know. If I think you... the mustache is the same.
0: I agree, but it I don't look think like you're.
2: a gonna... fucking Mario brother. <laughs>
0: but I'm saying, if you were, if you were overly jacked right. with the mustache, I think it'd be, you'd look like a like a '30s fighter, which might be a good
2: look. I don't th- I think there's something in there for me. <laughs>
0: Cool, here! but we were talking about being a perfectionist so like before i forgot to hit record
2: and i'm very I hope you're still recording okay knows? yeah it says record okay yeah
0: i mean i'm very on like you know I, as you can see from my instagram or whatever if i i take something i just put it out there i don't give a fuck I yeah
2: i'm think. the opposite of that yeah i don't do that <laughs> but you
0: know my how but, did you but, learn not to do that and why
2: because I I think when you when you're training how to sing and you're training in art school, a lot of it is literally like doing it in a straight jacket. You're told from the beginning there's a process. You're told from the beginning what your training is going to be. You only see, you know, you only see progress if you put in the work. And I think a lot of art forms actually function the same way. I think maybe we talked about this once, but I actually think that singing, drawing, stand up it's all the same. I mean, in the sense that you do something a lot, you get better, but also like you can see how you're progressing and how that, how things, the more you learn, the more things keep opening up to you. So someone who's had to have critique days and final days and painting, you know, just all the singing shows, like I knew to come prepared for things. So I'm always a preparer. So anything that I do, I try to prepare as much as I possibly can for it prior because that's just my training now that being said i'm best friends with bob the drag queen who is to me actually i actually think he's actually genius level in his way of thinking but he even says it to me he's like i'm the opposite i'll just put everything out there you know Mm -hmm. and he does and i'm like oh yeah that's why you're like i think there's a pull and take like i think Where it strengthens him is like, yeah, he's literally famous and the funniest person I know and wildly successful and rightfully so. And he does it by having no fear and putting everything out there. And I just think it depends on the person. I'm the opposite where I'm like, prepare, think about what I do, be cautious about it, and then nervous when I do it.
0: It's interesting because you come off, at least on stage, uh, very confident. Um, I don't know what's going on in that head con- of yours. I mean,
2: I'm I am confident. I, everything is like it's just so not black and white. Like that. yeah, yeah, it's of just course. So many layers and so many nuances. Like, you know, even like if I go on stage, um, I think a part. Of the, I think the best, the highest form of art is the disguise mm-hmm. of doing something very difficult and making it look easy. So I think I learned from, I learned really early on in Chicago when I was doing stand-up, you know, I came up with like such great comics, Candy Lawrence, the Pottertawa Sisters, Megan Gailey, uh, Marty de Rosa. You know the list goes on. But I learned from Lisa Traeger really early on. She's one of these comics that gets on stage, and it's like audience members have no idea if she's coming up from, if everything's up the top of her head. Mm-hmm. It's she's it's, to me, she is the most talented comedian I think I've ever met, like naturally talented. She just gets it. Yeah, And I think I watched her and I thought, okay, we would like tour it together on this ridiculous tour. And there were times where she'd be in a great mood and she got on stage and she would do her jokes in that mood. There were times she was in a bad mood and she would get on stage and she'd still be in that mood but doing the same joke. And it all worked. And I was like, oh, she's just all about honesty. So it's... When I get on stage, I sh- as long as I have the joke underneath, you can sort of sway with your attitude. So in other words, I don't ever go on stage and pretend to be anything I'm not. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like that's yeah. what I learned from Lisa. I think I'm in I'm a bad not. mood, yeah. be in a bad mood. Use it to your advantage. You know, like Liza was like, whatever I'm going through and whatever's on my mind, <laughs> the second I'm on that stage, I'm Liza. And I'm like, I'm kind of the opposite. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of stand-up. Um, but, you know, so I think maybe that like, the, the it's like the it natch. reminds me of the Kelly uh what's her name? Uh
0: the one with the big tits that just had a baby, uh sings firework.
2: Oh, uh Katie Perry. Katy Perry. Did you say Kelly? Kelly. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, you're not that straight. I know you have a tied bottle next to protein powder on your white appliance fridge, but you can't tell me you're that straight. <laughs> I said K.
0: It's very close. I was Kelly like Katie. Kelly well, look, I've Roland? seen her documentary. Kelly. I'm saying like she was on the documentary. She's crying. She's getting divorced Dude, from she Russell Brand. A lot. Yeah, but she's true. getting divorced from Russell Brand and she's about to go up to the stage and she's crying in her face like this. And then right as she gets to stage, she just... And she becomes this star. Whatever. Like yeah. she doesn't take it to stage. I
2: agree with you though. I think it'd be amazing. The stand-up's different. Yes, yes, if of course. I was performing at Madison Square Garden with 50,000 screaming fans who wanted to hear firework, I bet I could find a way to hide the tears. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I could find a way to, If I knew that paycheck was coming yeah. And what was on her rider I could find a way to hide the tears A tissue would help I mean you, I, know? you know, when you're in the middle of like Nebraska and Perform- You've got yeah. six gays out in that audience And your rider is coffee Which has been sitting in that room on, You know when it's like super hot And it's been sitting there since 2pm So now it's just burned And a Red Bull <laughs> It's a little different
0: you did uh howard stern recently
2: thank I- you I- <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to do this thing where like liza minnelli does it where no matter yeah. what someone says to you she just says thank yeah thank you. you no thank you thank you thank you yeah yeah i think kathy griffin had a bit about that oh no she had a, kathy griffin had a bit about in hollywood everyone just just congratulate people whenever you're at a party congratulate them and they will always say thank you so like whoever they are congratulations oh, thank you like (laughs) yeah do you
0: feel like when you hear that and it's not genuine does it does it thank you or congratulations i guess guess both i guess congratulations doesn't matter how fake it is it will still feel good right but no but i'm saying like fakeness do you do you pick up on that immediately yeah i i think i do too i think i do thank
2: you Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you.
0: Congrats. Thank you. Congrats.
2: I just want to get to a point where someone congratulates me for nothing. What I was great you. is I just
0: said you were on Howard Stern. I didn't even say congratulations well, for I'm being trying on this new
2: thing. <laughs> Yes, I did Howard Stern. I, was, I did the Howard Stern show. I was obsessed with Howard
0: growing up, and I, know, I didn't realize how much he uh, – I think he like formed a lot of my sense of humor. I didn't realize it until recently when I was listening to him. I was like, I fucking listened to Howard Stern – for, like, the 10,000 hours things. Like, I would drive an hour to school every day. He was on regular radio. That's all we listened to. Right. With K-Rock. high-pitch Eric and, and uh, Hank the Angry Dwarf and Beetlejuice. Eric the actor. Yeah, like, I was just
2: obsessed. Remember Alice? Crazy Alice? Probably. She would fight with Artie. Hmm, I so think now, that do, was... Do be, know, I think I was before Artie. Do you like know when that was, I'm a huge Stern fan? Well, that's, that's what, what I was gonna... That's where I was getting it. to. Yeah. So,
0: so then I would watch him on E, too, and I would even jerk off whenever he have a girl with, like, fake tits on, and you, it was, like, blurred, but i somehow, whatever. It was, like, the only thing you could jerk off to. um, Whatever. I was obsessed. So, like, he is, like, one, of, and, you know, Nikki Glazer who was on with you, whatever I opened for, she's obsessed with him, too, and we have that in common and whatever. So, like, you had that opportunity um, to judge penises. Mm-hmm. uh, t- Kind
2: of take me through that and how you felt talking to someone that you idolized your whole life. So, Okay. So just, like, quick backstory, because I don't think many people know my history with Howard Stern. So I've been listening to Howard religiously for since I was, I would say, around 19 years old.
1: That's when I kind of discovered And I only discovered him
2: because, like, I obviously knew who Howard Stern was. And my Aunt Cindy was obsessed with the E! show. She thought he was so funny. My Uncle Michael loves Howard Stern. But I was just like, I don't know, just like gay and didn't wasn't interested in tits and wasn't like, I just like didn't understand what he was. And so it just was kind of like out of sight, out of mind. And then I started storyboarding uh, from college. Then I got a job storyboarding immediately for work. And you know how you're on YouTube, it just sort of like takes you through. You, it's like you listen to one thing and it's a rabbit yeah. hole. So... When you're drawing all day, I mean I would draw for like 18 hours a day sometimes, depending on what the job was. You just want to hear someone talk to all day. And um I was getting sick of podcasts and all that stuff, like this American life, whatever. I wanted to laugh, you know. And so I saw some something I watched got me to a suggestion of Richard Simmons and Howard Stern. And I was and I was like, Okay, what are those two doing together? I had no idea they had a history with each other. So I listened to one episode. It was like the late 80s and Richard Simmons was coming on the show and I could not stop laughing. So then I realized there was tons of Richard Simmons on Howard Stern. I listened to the saga of Richard (laughs) Simmons from day one to the last day. And I realized after I finished hours and hours and hours of Richard Simmons on Howard Stern that I was into Howard. And so I thought, oh, I'll keep listening to Howard, and I just fell into Howard through Richard Simmons, and became he was upset. like your gateway
0: drug was Simmons, yeah, yeah, which was interesting because it took Simmons to make you realize well, his genius. Like, well,
2: because I, because that to me the connection to Howard Stern before was like big I tits him, and like tits, yeah, yeah, sex and sort of this like. Locker room male yeah. talk, which is the, the antithesis of, I mean, I just was out and ready to escape that world, right? So I wasn't interested in that. But then, you know, I started really listening to Howard every day. I got Sirius XM. I went through the entire Artie saga and became obsessed with Eric the actor. And I mean, I've listened to every single episode Eric the actor has been on because they have on YouTube. It's like literally like seventeen hours long. You can listen to all of his appearances. Became obsessed with Robin. Became, I mean, I just became obsessed with the show. And then also hearing Howard's evolution from how he used to talk, how how sort of he had so much rage in him in the late eighties, especially the early nineties. And then hearing him go through therapy, hearing him go through his divorce, hearing him marry Beth and sort of open up to a new Howard and apply all of that to become just a better, more rounded person. Even things like they would say, fag this fag that. And he would say, we're not doing that anymore here. We're going to stop. Okay. I know this, you know, and it was like, Oh yeah, this is a person who's openly evolving and, And in a way, asking his audience to join him in evolving, which is all you can ask for in an ally. And so by the time I became a comedian, I was even more obsessed, of course. But I just thought, I'm like, I have to become a star to to meet Howard Stern. Like, it's just, you know. But I did a podcast called um, Las Culturistas with uh, Matt Rogers and Bowen Yang, who are fucking geniuses. And I was talking on and on and on about Howard Stern. Well, a producer of the Howard Stern listens to their podcast. And he's gay. And so he reached out to me and said, would you be interested in coming on the wrap-up show with Gary Delabate and, you know, John Hine? I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, just to meet Gary.
0: Yeah. was yeah, like,
2: yeah. yeah. And met Gary, met John, did the show. How big are his teeth in person? He is so handsome. And <laughs> I just wanted to say... No, I've it, seen him in person, So too. nice. Like, yeah. Gary is... Richard, Gary! Um, but I, I can't say enough yeah. about Gary yes. Delabate. And... Um, and Richard Simmons was there for him when his brother passed from AIDS. And he was just, I mean, you know, there's a whole thing with Gary. I love Gary. Yeah. So I went on that show, went well, and they had me on, I think, at least four times, maybe a handful of times. And met the producers and got trust in them. But you just don't want to push. So I just go do a good job and leave. Then the day before I went But can on-
0: we go back to that? Because a lot of people, I think, that's not easy for a lot of people because your expectations can be more like, okay, now I should be on the main show. Like what allows you to have the patience to be like, okay, I did my job. I don't need to stick around. I don't need to be fake with the, whatever.
2: Like, again, I just feel like there's just no sense in being false with people. You ask me to come do a show and they're busy enough. I show up. If I do a good job, they'll remember me. Yeah. If I keep asking them questions, they're going to remember me for being annoying. Yeah, and I don't want my opportunity to talk to Howard to be cu- because I nagged somebody or begged somebody. That's pathetic. Um, I mean, I obviously have those moments, but it's like yeah. look how desperate I am on Instagram. But um, <laughs> so you know, and I guess it paid off. I guess you just sort of have trust in yourself and like so I'll I do a good job. Yeah, if the moment comes, the moment comes. But I have to have enough confidence in myself and work coming up that I'm like I don't need to focus on this. Like, just keep moving along. Don't focus on it. I learned that from Joan Rivers. Just keep going. Just keep doing, keep going, and don't, don't stare too long at anything. Yeah, or don't depend
0: on one thing too much. Right.
2: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: And she also owed a lot of taxes because of her Did husband. She?
2: Yeah, at least her oh, dad. Di- that's right. Yeah. She, he left her in debt.
0: Yeah. She, that's she why she never stopped working, apparently. Love her. Yeah, she was the best.
2: Um, but yeah, so, you know, with, um,
0: so yeah, so then, so you do like four or five wrap up shows and then it's like, so how did you end up meeting Howard? Like what was the phone call?
2: They, I got a email from Steve Brandano and he was like, we're doing the prettiest penis contest tomorrow. And we <laughs> sent Howard your tape and thought you were funny. And would you like to come be a, a tape of your stand up? Uh huh. Would you like to become a guest on the show? Like a judge on the show? And I was, and then he said, Nikki was doing it. So I pant, like just freaked out and panicked and immediately called Nikki. and was like, thank God, you're doing this with me. And, and to, to really truthfully, like not just that Nikki is fucking amazing, but to have a, a friend and someone who I understand comedically be right next to me on a moment that I was incredibly nervous for was so helpful because I literally at some point, I couldn't even look at Howard. I just kept staring at Nikki. Because I was like, okay, I'm just at the cellar. I'm just chatting with Nikki. I'm just doing Nikki's radio show. I'm just chatting with Nikki. I'm just chat. You know, stay fucking. Out. And Nikki's great. She was like, let's meet at the cellar. Let's get dinner. Let's just discuss yeah. penis jokes. I like, great. You know, that's great. So I, um, were you on? You're on Zoom, obviously, with yeah, Howard. But they he, sent me a whole kit. Everything, yeah. like set up. But so you're watching Howard on the screen. There's what four boxes? Well, they put you in. It was me, Ralph, and Nikki, and they put us into like a waiting room. So it's just us three chatting with each. And, um, then they, Steve was like, okay, at any moment, we're going to go with Howard. And then boom, you're just on there with Howard and Robin. And then Howard did like a, maybe 15 minute interview with Nikki and then did like a 15 minute interview with me. How did that feel? Good. And I was just like, stay calm. And I was just doing my bits and I knew not to talk too much. I knew to let him ask questions. Like, you know, I've listened to the show enough to like, understand like what his sensibilities are. And I got him laughing really hard. Which was like okay, I feel really good. Like I, I got to give this back. Howard made me laugh for years. I get to give this back to Howard, <sighs> and then then I was relaxed. Then Howard does what he does. Suddenly you do feel like you're just having a conversation, and then Robin chimed in, you know. And so it's like, and I know in those moments if there's a bunch of people, like it's not my my job is not to outshine anybody or talk more than anybody because it again it just makes you look desperate. Just. J- Talk when you're called on or if you have a really funny line, pop it and give a, a one-liner. So that way you're sort of looked at as like relieving tension, which, you know, Nikki, that's what she does. So it was like Nikki and I were, as comics, we knew the, the game we had to play. So Howard, would do a lot of the talking and then we're at, we were called upon, we had our bits and then every once in a while, Nikki and I would just throw in a, a funny one-liner and get them to laugh. And I was like, okay, I've just yeah, really just kind of watched Nikki and was like, this is what she's doing. I'm just going to do this too.
0: Yeah, it felt that way. It felt very natural. It felt exactly what you said came across where you picked your spots. It didn't feel forced at all. If anything, you were more reserved than I've ever heard you in a, not in a good or bad way, not like I was judging how no, you were. No, yeah, I but wanted I, to I, be in attention. Yeah, yeah. I felt like you, yeah, for the first time ever, you weren't. Congratulations.
2: You t- thank
0: you. Congrats. Thank you. <laughs> thank you no but like yeah it really was like you were judging these dicks and it is it's so hard because you have it's like boom here's here's a dick what are your thoughts make it funny impress them you know what i mean like it's not it's not easy to be in that chair
2: but um, i got him to laugh the hardest when one of the guy had a picture of his dicks next to a ready whip can yeah. and i said <laughs> did you put that back in the fridge? Yes, dude, it was so but good. I was like, ah! you know, when he does that, like... <laughs> it took him that? a second,
0: too, on that joke. And he goes, oh, what, that's great. Like, he, like, stopped and said, that's great, Mateo. Like, he had yeah, a couple and I was, of... But yeah. I the
2: guy I was like, you mean to tell me you have guests over? Because <laughs> he said yes. I know. He did. You have guests over. <laughs> so
0: this guy's putting a ready whip can next to his cock to show how thick his cock is. Yeah.
2: Which uh, most people pick... You know this, like a well. This is even a little thick, but very. It's like a remote, but to get a ready whip can, then spray it on your own dick, and then take a picture of it. I'm like, did you wipe it? Like, what is happening here? It's not cute.
0: I mean, in fairness, I mean, how many things have we touched after we've jerked off? I mean, it's it's a. I mean, do you have a process in masturbating? I mean, I
2: I still lately it's not even. I can't even muster up the energy to do it. Why? I just have like about as much enthusiasm to masturbate that I do to have to go to the bank. (laughs) <laughs> what's, like, oh, the, what's again? the deal what's oh uh, yeah again i mean i'm almost like bothered by it and i'm shocked by those like i just the way people like the way you thought about masturbation when you were younger was like you're lighting a candle it's in secret like it's an herbal essence commercial <laughs> and now i'm like if i don't get this out of the way
0: i know i know it's all we don't set a mood like, so I've well, especially men. Yeah, I was taught. Well, I was I've been having, uh, you know, because of the times we're in, even though I have had sex in real life with women, even though during a COVID, but uh, FaceTime sex. Yeah. And with women, the women that I've come across, it's like, oh, you want to do this? OK, you know, let and then she'll give me a look and then maybe she'll slowly take off her shirt. I'm already hard and like ready to come, but you can't start.
2: You gotta wait. I gotta wait a good half hour into well, it, or I'll just sex. Yeah, is like especially with straight people, it's a sh- it's she's putting on a show. She's putting on a it's show. A, it's a it's a very low budget burlesque <laughs> show, which I never understood burlesque. Twenty minutes to take off a sock, like I don't not know. the ma- like these things. I know. The spinners. Wham, wham, like, wham,
0: wham, wham. I want to see like, your maybe, nipples.
2: I think in eighteen ninety, when there wasn't readily available porn, burlesque is something that was like. Yeah, I'll sit and watch tits for an hour, but you know, in 2020, if you're going to a burlesque show, you're gay because it's it's they're amazing shows, like these yeah. burlesque dancers and the fire. I mean, it's like it's a full production, and I'm like, I think only gay men can really appreciate how well, good drag this is.
0: queens are like. Yeah, it's like yeah, getting yeah. I you know, right here outside my window is a drag shows in this Club apartment.
2: Coming? Oh, in the apartment, yeah.
0: I'll let Who's you know. I'll, I'll text you next time. I don't know. I just watch sometimes. Welcome to the stage, Queen COVID. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just just in a mask. Coughing just on people. But kind of yeah, no, brunch. the, um. but yeah, so like I would start way, now I wait, you know, because then what happens is, you know, you come, I don't, how is it with the gay community after you come and let's say the other guy hasn't come, do you, you make sure
2: he finishes? I'm like FaceTime or in real life? I guess in, in bro, real life yeah yeah i think that they we should make them come <laughs> yeah, yeah sometimes i don't have patience i mean sometimes <laughs> i've just been really lazy with sex as of late i think i i think once biden wins my sex drive will bump up a that's little. that's what bit. i
0: was saying to Nikki. i was like maybe we're all depressed and that's why we're not fucking as much <laughs> I,
2: I mean i was definitely in quarantine i, w- I would sneak out a little bit
0: <laughs> yeah I had
2: COVID in march so oh you did yeah yeah
0: did you not have it i i haven't ha- i thought i had it in february i was tested months later and i don't have the antibodies or had it at that you should point you take the
2: antibody test at least twice so oh just double check because sometimes the i, I mean, feel like i'm out of your system by now
0: yeah my brother has it right now is he in florida no the one in connecticut
2: mm.
0: his whole family went through because whatever it's a whole long story but um whatchamacallit but yeah so yeah but after i uh, come i just i look at a female and i wish i could still be so
2: attracted to her like that
0: you know that urge and i just look at it like oh that vagina just needs help like instead of like well it's it's so hot
2: brings you back to reality in such a quick way it's like an anvil (laughs) falling from the sky you know that's what howard used to say like he's like every time you're tempted just get the poison out like jack off, get the poison out. But then, if you, you get the poison them,
0: out, you don't do decisions that may be bad, but they might be thrilling. So it's like that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I have to hold it in because I'm on Zoloft. So if I if I come like the day before, I won't be interested in fucking for two days. I think I say like I two like, months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> but like two or three days, you know, whatever. I'm like, I have to does hold it really my stock. Fuck, does it really fuck your lab, uh, libido yeah. that much? Mm-hmm. Does it really? I tried Pro- propicia for like six weeks. And I felt like a zombie. And the second I got off it, I was like, back in business. Oh, I didn't know Propecian fucks with you. Yeah, it blocks testosterone. Oh, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. I mean,
0: would it stop your boners or just stopped you from coming?
2: Just being horny. I didn't feel energetic at all. I'm yeah. also very sensitive in a physical, not mentally too, but like physically. So like medicines <laughs> affects me. Like if I get like a shot or like a flu shot, like I'm definitely, you know, yeah. I feel it. Do you think that's placebo? Do you think you're just very sensitive or it's actually your body? Because- no, I'm sensitive. I mean, oh. like rashes, things like that. You know, it's like I, I'm definitely sensitive. Because it's Because inter- like I got on Lexapro
0: the first time. And I feel like anytime people get on like mental health drugs or, you know, if you've taken, you just, you kind of like are like, okay, I'm on it now. Like your brain is like, here it
2: goes. Maybe that's good too. Like, oh, I'm doing something to help me, which is like feeling like you have any kind of support also just helps you in general. That's true, but I, I,
0: as someone that like you're like, but here it goes like instead like just let it flow into your system like at least it's harder it's easier said than done but like when I would take Zoloft at first I'd be like okay I should be better now mm-hmm. here it comes you know instead of just like okay it's just like you're not gonna it doesn't really change. I thought it would like affect so much of my brain on on how quick I was or how clever I was or or like <laughs> going to give you a new brain. No, like a, a worse brain. Like I'd be too like whatever you know. Like, right. Like you know that. Commercial. Or too happy to like care about anything. Which it might sometimes it does, dude. Like over the summer, I found myself like not getting upset about anything. Well, like, this year, there's
2: it's. This year has just made it so everyone's a little wildly engaged and apathetic all at the same time.
0: Well, by the way, today is the best day ever. Well, it, it, before you get to being contrarian
2: about it. I'm not that, a contrarian about
0: it. That can we the just... Best
2: day ever. It's
0: a fucking
2: great day. I feel, uh, yesterday watching... First of all, we don't... Actually, check your phone to see if you <laughs> won yet. We're literally... <laughs> if you're... by the time they're watching this what? when does this come out this will be tuesday we'll definitely know by then so it's friday this is friday so we're still in the midst you guys know we're still in the midst of figuring out who's gonna be our president
0: well we found out pennsylvania
2: yeah what did seth say
0: yeah he's a good go-to although
2: he 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 peddles his book every Uh, counted in trump county result in trump trump result in trump Winning 58% of these ballots and Biden-Arizona lead decreasing a bit, but he's still leading in Arizona. So we don't know. But he's going to win Pennsylvania and he's going to win. But so whatever. So today we found out that Pennsylvania and Georgia switched. And, and Nevada's probably staying. Yes. Too. Nevada's staying
0: and Arizona's staying. I mean, essentially, it's a domination win.
2: I felt great. Yesterday, I was at dinner and... I went to. I was with Keith Robinson, and I kept checking my phone. I was like, stop checking that fucking phone. I was like, but I want to see the news. Like, no, you wait till we know. You don't celebrate too early. But I was like, just let me... So when I left dinner, I put on his speech he made, Trump, his like, whatever, not his speech, like his press conference. I don't know yeah. what it was. And I, watching him, his voice pitch was higher, rougher. He was speaking faster. He was angry. He was lying. I was skipping down the street I was like I was like do what you want because you're gonna lose which is you know it shouldn't have to be like that if you're that divisive (laughs) as of a person as a president like
0: you know yeah I just I feel like like some people uh I just hate Trump like that's the thing with like a lot of this is people are like oh you can't handle your liberal I'm like I just Despise this man so much. Like, I, you know, and so, like, when he loses, I don't know. People are like, oh, like, you just get like people will be like, you're a fucking snowflake. You hate all
2: Republicans. You hate money. You hate, like, here's the thing is, like, I don't hate Republicans. And I yeah. actually am trying really hard when someone says they're Republican to not react. And, you know, I have people that are close to me that are Republicans and we do talk about politics. That being said, I don't think. Trump's a Republican. I just think he's a narcissist. And, and I, here's the thing I would say too. It's like, Trump, there's no two ways to look at him. He actually just is what he is. You either see him for what he is or you're choosing to see him a different way. And for those who choose him, choose to see him a different way, probably have a lot more underlying problems in their life that they're not addressing. Not saying that we don't have problems, but I don't think my problems stem in misogyny and racism and i think that i think there's a lot of people who do feel that way and something about not actually something a lot about trump gives them the confidence to sort of exploit that um i also think yes when he won in 2016 you know the biggest thing was like well hillary wasn't looking at you know um she was ignoring a larger part of america and those voices felt unheard And it's great that Trump was able to tap into that. But what he actually tapped into was something more, it was a kind of ideology that was bad. You know, it wasn't like, I'm going to make your lives better. It was like, oh, you can feed my ego. Great, let me keep feeding you red meat. And the red meat was, I don't like Muslims. I don't like women. I don't like gays. I don't like trans. I don't like Mexicans. I don't like, you know, so it's like, yeah. I mean, you just, it's, it, there's going to be consequences with that type of behavior, you know? And I think, uh, I, I just, am, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what the next month and a half is going to be or two months with him in office until he leaves. Cause he's, you know, he's not going to concede. So apparently I
0: just read a line that they're going to have an intervention with him. Who like, is on his aides and just be like, you can't win. Like, they're gonna sit him down. In a well, circle. he knows, but yeah. he knows. I know. He That's knew before the election. Out. Of course, he did. But I mean, yeah, I, it's I,
2: I hate. But as about a politics. gay,
0: yeah, I do too. But as a, as a, as a, you know, the only th- thing that I'll, I'll talk about with this is that I feel like what happens is, is, you know, people will go, well, he, you know, gay rights are being taken away because of Trump, and then people are like, yeah, but you know, like straight people that don't really know, but they'll speak for what. They're like, yeah, but really what is he doing?
2: You know, like real you know I'll say this LGBTQ, he crossed off T. What makes him think that I'm not next? And on top of that, I can't celebrate as a gay man about my victories and my freedom, quote unquote, until trans people are equal to where I'm at. Because trans people are who started the Stonewall riots, they're started our fight for freedom and they're not celebrated or treated equal to you know, gay men. Yeah. So I'm not going to back away from them and say, yeah, woo, all right, I can go to brunch and get married. No, no. Until it's equal for all of us, then I'm still in this fight. And he made it very clear that he did not like trans people. You can... It's just... There's just no two ways around it. So I'm sorry. To me, that is unacceptable. And... It is an attack against my trans brothers and sisters, and it's an attack against me. So, all right. Well, on a lighter note, <laughs> that's that. No, I, I, but, that, but that's what yeah. people who say, what well, does it really yeah. affect you? And this and then it's like, okay, obviously, you're not smart enough to know anything about queer history. So, mm-hmm. once you research, once you actually want to spend seven minutes and research what queer history is, then we can start having a conversation. But obviously, you know, people, it'd like be so that, funny if the guy was me. I was just like, no, that's what I said. I'm like, dang. I, I'd be like, all right, well, let's, let's get out Wikipedia. Let's look up Marsha P. Johnson and the Stonewall Riots. What are up- you crying about? I would be...
0: A- I just brought you on to just gay bash. Like, that would be my thing.
2: I mean, you would get an audience. You know? There is an audience for that. You could upgrade that. to a one bedroom, I'm sure there's an audience I just that. beat the shit out of you in front of, but you'd probably win I don't no, know I'm not a good fighter I couldn't <laughs> fight I would not be able to fight absolutely not not even a joke you would beat me and I would die that would be that I wouldn't win I'm not confident in that I would die immediately are you kidding I'd cry I'd cry as I'm dying
0: oh I'd get so many likes
2: yeah <laughs> The, no, the, I, would the, be, the I would be. The narcissistic part of me would be like, I hope he's filming this.
1: I <laughs> get it. A, he's got to make it. a
2: coin. Go ahead, girl. Oh
1: my god,
0: you better work. Well, everyone's saying though that like the progressives are the one. Like people are saying the left lost because of the progressives, even though we won by four million votes. That's crazy. I just
2: think everyone's unhappy.
0: Yeah. So, anyhow, who are you dating right now?
2: Um, I did, I'm gonna answer like Liza.
0: I'm. So, I have. <laughs> I go out with gentlemen. <laughs> no more, uh, no more uh, Italian. Like
2: you were dating some Italian. Yeah. Everyone always thought he was Italian. He's from Spain. Oh, was he? Was well, actually from Venezuela. I actually promised him I wouldn't <laughs> talk about him anymore okay. on a podcast. Cool. But him and I are actually fine. We we speak and we still love each other, but it's just like not something that's going to work, and so we just sort of have our. There's something sexy about dating like a. A foreigner, Europe a foreigner, someone who doesn't speak your language. Yeah, so you can project all of your fantasies on them because like it doesn't matter. I don't understand what they're saying. Okay, I speak Spanish, so it's not like there was no translation errors.
0: No, but there is a there's a, a where you grew up. Like there's an idea, sure. of it. You know, like I there was definitely cultural
2: differences. But being Italian, was it the siesta? It was <laughs> the siesta in Italy. Pausa. We take a pause and we we sleep in the day that's amazing whoever thought what lazy guy got have everyone you been to in the do Mediterranean it? at 12 p.m. <laughs> on July you need to take a nap because you you're partying so late yeah yeah, and yeah you're like bitch it's 115 <laughs> degrees out I just love to sleep I just love that whoever thought of
0: that was just like yo I like to sleep from two to four we're and gonna the make rest it. Of the
2: country that was like <laughs> sure, yeah, makes sense. There are a few people sense. that can't nap though; they're just like, fuck. It does make sense though. Like once you live in Italy, you're like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Like yeah. we took an hour or two and slept, and then like get everything open, open everything back up, and just work later, and then have dinner later. Like I li- the Europeans really figured out the way to live, at least in Italy. Well, they
0: had a nice head start.
2: I don't know. I, just, I mean, it was pretty brutal <laughs> in Rome. <laughs> What are we doing this? Is Renaissance? Just a movie, Never. This is the Lord. Thanks. Everyone whispers in that movie. Why are you whispering? It was like, I'm right here. Well, that's like the whole thing with acting is like less is more. So it's like,
0: you just hey, like, because it'll just get your eyes. Like I guess De Niro and all them do it. Oh, I man, like... De
2: Niro's at this point, he would <laughs> show up to the opening of my lunch sack. I mean, it's like he is just. Not bad. Yeah. What is it? Everyone can do the De Niro face. And I kind of look like De Niro. Wait, ready? I, don't look- know, I, I I look more like the face from be from yeah. mm. but, yeah.
0: Yeah, but I think our faces, if you match, mush
2: them, would be more De Niro, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I look so Italian. You look- it's weird. I'm three things and I look mostly Italian, I feel. What are you? What are you? My dad's Irish. My mom is Italian and Mexican. And I feel like I just look <laughs> Italian.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see mostly Mexican. How? I'm just fucking around. It's I mean, like I just understand a weird for thing. those
2: listening, like, Mexicans come in all different types. We are indigenous Mexican. They're from Guanajuato. Yeah. And they are... I went to Mexico City. And- I've only been to Mexico once. Which part? Cancun? Tulum, Tulum or something. I was performing. <laughs> oh. so Oh, Tulum? Yeah. Oh, that's like the party central, isn't it? We were on some really nice resort and got free food and... <laughs> I was the only one who spoke Spanish, so I was like... Oh, you spoke Spanish during your set? No, like to people who work there. Okay, gotcha. I was just like hanging out. And then I would tell everyone, because like, yeah, my family is from Guanajuato. And they all kept being like, the mummies. Because I guess in Guanajuato, like they're really famous for these like mummies or something. So they were, they were like, oh yeah, mummies. Like, like Cinco de Mayo, kind of like day to Dead kind of stuff. Dia de los Muertos, <laughs> Cinco de Mayo, the celeb- their Independence Day. <laughs> Is that their Independence Day? Right, where everyone drinks Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead. I, saw, which I was there for the Day of the Dead. Oh, it was really was cool. It, it was yeah. cool.
0: What? Uh, what did they do there?
2: Well, they well, just—you're kind of on a
0: resort, aren't you?
2: Yeah, the but point. they set up a whole thing, and like all the workers like put up pictures of their ancestors, and I mean, to sounds so stupid. It looked like the movie Coco. I love that movie. But they, I, I, literally, have Absolutely. never cried harder then at the end of that film and once i was on a plane the first time i saw it i was flying from new york to scotland so it was to to he it was to the london airport first so it was it was the, almost an empty flight which was never happens but um uh, it was with virgin which i usually fly delta but the flight attendant this gay guy who's british i mean i was watching coco he'd already been giving me lots of attention and i was watching coco and i that scene where he's singing remember me to his grandma in the end, I was bawling, and he came up to me and was like, I've, I've noticed you've got all the sniffles, but you liked like me to get you something in the back. And I was like, no, I'm
1: okay, thank you. <laughs>
2: How much were you crying to get his attention? Sobbing. I know, but- But cro- to be fair, sitting there, I got his attention. Like, yeah. He was giving me the, the gay
0: eye. <laughs> the gay eye? What's, you think there's a difference between a gay eye and a straight eye? Absolutely. What's the gay eye? And then what's the straight eye? <laughs> Your face is very expressive. When it with, with the, wait, what uh, what were we talking about right before that? Oh.
2: Oh yeah, being in Mexico City uh going to say being a Mexican. I was like, <laughs> "Well, I'm a quarter, but I'm not like 100%."
0: No, this is going to sound very ignorant, but like how we in America view or kind of have an understanding of what Mexicans look like or what they are and then you go to Mexico City and you're like, "I'm a fucking idiot. I I had no idea that they are even worse. No, 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 that They, that they're, <gasps> he went in. No, their culture is unbelievable. The city's incredible. The people are beautiful. Like, and I'm not,
2: when you say that, then you're saying, I understand what yeah. you're saying. You yeah. You think but that we so- pieces of shit, <laughs> low life pieces of shit. And you were shocked. We had plumbing, dumb piece of shit, rich kid piece of shit. <laughs> yeah
1: I mean we discovered we
2: just we discovered what the wheel is caught up did you though (laughs) did you (laughs) we did here's those donkey like the Mexican what just like Mexican stuff (laughs) Mexicans and Sicilians have a lot in common by the way what like I always find myself very because I lived with this Mexican girl for two and a half years Felicia Evan's wife and that's she taught me everything I needed to know about what it is to be a Mexican. We only spoke Spanish, Mexican cooking, we watch a lot of TV together, but hanging out with our family and like the way a lot of Latinos or Latinx families function is very similar to Italian. Like I've always felt more like just being from a big Italian family and the way that they work and the, the sort of love of food and how everything surrounds that and the matriarchy and being with your cousins, like growing up, like I just had so much in common always with Latinos and, um, Cause like I grew like, I mean, I know I am part Mexican, but like I grew up culturally Italian yeah. and it was like me and I think like 20 of my cousins, like all together, all the same age. And was uh, that competitive? No. Like for oh
0: attention God. or like for like who was the loudest? Like I, my cousin, Megan and I are
2: the loudest. <laughs> we are the loudest and everyone in the family will confirm that for you that's what I'm saying. Do you think you got a lot of your sense of humor and like all of your, it for my family? Yeah. Every single one. I, most of my timing is like for my aunt Cindy. I, my aunt Cindy is a comedian and she does not know it. And I truly mean that not like, Oh, she's funny. Like, no, she's funny. She's yeah. a smart, witty, funny person. I was back home in Chicago last year and I was like, we all just like hang together. We call it breasting. Like you guys want to go breast. And, um, we were watching my aunt Cindy. She was telling me story <laughs> and like, she's a comic she's standing up she's the theatrics like we get to the climax like there's punchlines like their act outs like and it's like oh this i get it all from them yeah i, I mean, get all of it from them my aunt cindy's so like she just gave me a great punchline because i called her and said um i was in upstate new york and i went to this urgent care and i was like i was shocked because i was like i need a covid test because i you know i traveled but why did you go to urgent care for the covid test yes oh, okay. i was like i traveled and i guess you know you whatever so the lady was like, why? And I couldn't get over why she asked me why. And then she kept, you know, asking me questions. And my aunt and said, you should have told her because I love the way it feels. <laughs> and I was like, that's like a common yeah. way to think about something. Yeah. Right. It wasn't like a mom being like, what a dumb lady. It wasn't like, you know, someone being like, you should have told her she's a dumb, you know, it was like a comedian found the funny angle and, you know. No, to, it's perfect. And, and to show her how stupid she is. Yeah. That's what my Anthony would have said. She would have said, because I love how it feels. Bitch, why do you think I'm here? Like, Did they give you the test? Yeah.
0: They want, they, yeah, they want a fucking excuse. It's like, no, I just, I just want to know. In New York, like, you, you can, can get, get it any-
2: anywhere. Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, it's like you can get COVID literally yeah. coming at you on the subway. I flew
0: in. They wanted to give me it before I even left the airport.
2: And I, I, I didn't do it. But, you know. So you're telling me you're giving me COVID right now. Thanks so much for being on no the show. Problem. Thank you. <laughs> you're great. Congratulations. No, no, it really is the end of the show. And I think it is. Oh, a we can end that way. I oh, really? My alarm's going to go off. Don't you hate it when someone unsent something and you're like, who the fuck unsent it? I know. But and I didn't did even did see you who sent me before.
0: Yeah, probably some swastikas.
2: And it won't show you who sent it.
0: I know. Well, you'll see. Yes. Now. Yeah, I'm fucked. It's probably either hate mail Or usually it's like a DM from a girl who like got some liquid courage and she's like, hey, I'm in Montana. I just had three glasses of wine and I'm feeling frisky. And I thought, why not just go for it? I want to suck your dick. And then two minutes later. These are are the types of messages you get.
2: (laughs) Jealous? No, I'm just saying, I'm like, good for you. I didn't realize that that's what was going on in the GM. I didn't either
0: until the last six months of my life, and it's changed everything. I don't know what I'm doing. I was asexual until, you know.
2: I absolutely do not believe that.
0: I was pretty much asexual, not asexual, but I was, I was damn near close. I mean, I went years without fucking.
2: What does that mean? You're asexual or you just didn't want to have sex?
0: Uh, I think there was a lot to it, but asexual, I I don't know. My friends would make fun of me for being asexual. How about that? Do I think I was just asexual? What's that? Where you just want to fuck yourself?
2: No, I think asexual means you just don't have, I actually don't actually know the exact terminology (laughs) of asexual. So I don't know why I'm trying to defend it, but it's like, I'm going to guess. that it's like not having any sexual feeling or attraction to any, anyone else.
0: Yeah. I think I was, pretty i was a lot there but i think a lot of my uh feeling of not having attraction to someone else is because i didn't wasn't attracted to myself if that makes sense mm-hmm. so now that i'm more confident in myself i'm starting to want pussy more and like women more
2: you know say women We like pussy more it's just oh god all right let's end on that I think this interview is done
1: congratulations
2: thank you This
0: was great. Seriously, thank you. Puddles, puddles, everybody now puddles, 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 puddles. everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. You're standing in deep, you're getting real wet. You ain't that deep because you're kind of shallow. Shallow in the brain and shallow in your heart. You'll never get that deep inside the water, girl. You'll never get at the titles, titles Cup Cup titles, cuddles titles, titles, Cup Cup titles, cuddles titles, titles, Cup Cup titles, cuddles. Everybody now titles, titles Everybody get up because you get down. When you're standing in the puddle, you don't know where to go because you're so deep. You don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know how wet I am because I'm so wet. That's who I am. I'm so wet. Wet. I'm Mm -hmm. so wet. I'm so wet. I'm so, so, so wet. Now, come on in. Puddles, puddles, up, up puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles, up puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles, up puddles, puddles. Everybody now, puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down and then everyone will come over here. Yep,
1: yeah,